CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode of Markets Daily is sponsored by CME Group and PayPal. It's Friday, November 3rd, 2023, and this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. My name is Noel Acheson, Coindesk collaborator and author of the Crypto's Macro Now newsletter on Substack. On today's show, we're talking about market reactions to the employment data, gold buying, Bitcoin versus Ether investment theses, and more. Be sure to follow the podcast on your platform of choice and turn on notifications so you don't miss an episode. Just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. Now, a markets roundup. Crypto markets started off weaker today as traders caught their breath after some wild moves this week. But then the US employment data turned things around and prices started to claw back some of the day's losses. According to Coindesk Indices, at 9am Eastern Time this morning, Bitcoin was trading down 2.6% over the past 24 hours at $34,450. Ether was falling by slightly less, down 2.1%, trading at $1,799. Other corrections earlier today were even steeper. Solana, whose year-to-date outperformance I spoke about yesterday, was down over 9%. The Flow token was down almost 7%. Sui, Synapse and Compound were down 6%. In macro indicators, today was a big day for data releases. One of the most significant metrics in terms of interest rate expectations is the US employment data. A stubbornly strong jobs market has kept consumption high, which makes it harder to bring down inflation. Any signs of weakness in the job market could be taken as a sign that the US interest rate hikes are finally starting to bite. This is what we got today. The three key figures to watch are the increase in non-farm payrolls, the increase in average hourly earnings, and the unemployment rate. All three came in softer than expected. The number of net new jobs created in October was expected to be 180,000, which was already a big step down from September's initial report of 340,000. The increase came in at 150,000. It's also worth noting that the net new payrolls for the previous two months was revised down by 100,000. The average hourly earnings increase decelerated in October to 0.2% month-on-month from 0.3% in September. On a year-on-year basis, the increase was 4.1%, down from September's 4.3%. And the unemployment rate ticked up to 3.9%, its highest rate since January of last year. 
average forecasts had been for an October unemployment rate of 3.8%, which would have been flat on September's number. You're probably thinking that the weakness isn't much. Jobs still grew by a hefty amount, and a 10 basis point increase in the unemployment rate is hardly indicative. You'd be right. But the thing about the unemployment rate is that when it starts to turn, it tends to turn fast. Higher unemployment impacts spending, which impacts company revenues and profits, and generally leads to more layoffs and higher unemployment in a very sad spiral. Not surprisingly, markets are liking this, as the softening of the labor market does reinforce the thesis that peak rates are in. It may feel awkward to celebrate more people losing their jobs, but markets have been eagerly waiting for signs of an economic slowdown because of how it could impact the timing of interest rate cuts. While those are still a ways off, if this week's FOMC statement and press conference is anything to go by, the Fed's decision matrix just got a bit easier. The Fed will no doubt be weighing the risks of hiking too much and triggering a deep recession, with the risks of doing nothing for a while to see what happens to the data. Today's release suggests that the latter is more likely. As we head into record, US bond yields are falling fast. The US 10-year yield is almost at 4.5%, having touched 5% just a few days ago. The two-year yield is below 4.9%, the lowest point since early September. In stocks, US markets were cheerful yesterday with the S&P 500 rallying 2% its strongest session since April. The Nasdaq and the Dow Jones each rose around 1.7%. This morning, futures were pointing to a good reception of the employment data I just spoke about. In Europe, the main indices also all rose yesterday for the fourth consecutive session. The FTSE 100 was up 1.4%, the German DAX was up 1.5%, and the broader Eurostock 600 was up 1.6%. This morning, stocks were largely flat up until the US employment data, but have been picking up since then. In Asia, Hong Kong's Hang Seng Index was up a whopping 2.5%, while the Shanghai Composite rose 7 tenths of a percent. Japan's market was closed today for a holiday. In commodities, oil prices were also lifted by the positive market mood yesterday, with the Brent crude benchmark registering an increase of just over 1%. So far this morning, Brent is up a further half a percent on the day, trading at $88.33 a barrel. Gold continues to hold relatively steady, trading at $1,990 per ounce. Staying with gold for a second, earlier this week, the World Gold Council published its quarterly report, which showed that central bank buying of the metal was up 14% year-on-year. It seems more central banks are reducing their holdings of US treasuries and increasing holdings of gold. China was by far the largest purchaser, with Poland and then Turkey trailing a distant second and third. Stay with us. After the break, we turn to some listener questions. CME Group cryptocurrency futures and options provide market-leading liquidity for Bitcoin and Ether trading. These cash-settled contracts give full exposure to crypto performance without the hassle of holding the physical position. No digital wallet? No problem. Trade nearly 24-7 in a transparent CFTC-regulated market. Visit cmegroup.com crypto to learn more. 
This communication is not directed to investors of any specific jurisdiction or to recipients based in jurisdictions in which distribution is not permitted. It cannot be considered investment advice or results of market experience. Past results are not indicative of future performance. Trading derivatives products involves the risk of loss. Please consider it carefully. Full disclaimer included in show notes. Introducing PayUSD, PayPal's stablecoin. Designed for digital payments and Web3 transactions, PayUSD is the only stablecoin supported by PayPal. Built on Ethereum, it's compatible with widely used wallets, exchanges, and dApps, and fully backed by US dollar deposits and cash equivalents. Eligible US PayPal customers who purchase PayPal USD are able to transfer PayPal USD between PayPal and external wallets, send PayPal USD to friends in the US on PayPal or Venmo without fees, shop with PayPal USD on millions of sites, convert any of PayPal's supported cryptocurrencies to and from PayPal USD. Whether you are a crypto expert or a newcomer, PayPal provides a secure and convenient platform for your crypto transactions. Start exploring at paypal.com slash PYUSD. Welcome back. A few of the questions we received had to do with the relative performance of Bitcoin and Ether. As you probably know, Bitcoin is easily outperforming so far, with a 107% gain year-to-date, more than double Ether's 50%. Some of the questions we received were along the lines of, when will Ether start outperforming Bitcoin? Well, truthfully, I don't know. No one does. So instead, I'm going to talk about the differences between the two when it comes to investment theses in the hopes that this explains the relative strengths of the narratives. I do have to repeat what I said at the top of the show, that nothing I say here is investment advice. And for full disclosure, I personally have held positions in both Bitcoin and Ether for some time and have no plans to change that in the near future. I'm going to start from the base that the two assets have very different profiles and attract different types of investors. Of course, many mainstream investors assume that all crypto assets fall into the same bucket, and that their choice of which to hold depends on their taste for volatility. Obviously, crypto assets are not all the same, and as investors' understanding deepens, so hopefully will their appreciation of the differences. I have to tread very carefully here, because you might have noticed that some Bitcoin fans really don't like Ethereum, and some Ethereum fans mock Bitcoin. And the extremists on each side tend to be convinced that their preferred network solves for everything investors could want security, decentralization, flexibility, etc. You'll often hear investors say that Ethereum is by far the superior technology, it has the greatest growth potential, as if that was all investors would look for. You'll also hear investors say that Bitcoin has by far the greatest security, as if that were all investors would look for. Both overlook that investing is about complex lenses, which vary from person to person and fund to fund. So I'm not going to get into technical arguments, as to which has the most flexible technology or the most reliable security, and what the trade-offs of each should be. Instead, I'm going to focus on narratives, since they tend to have a greater influence on prices. So, here are the main narrative differences between Bitcoin and Ether. Bitcoin, as I'm sure you all know, was created to be a decentralized electronic cash, according to the original white paper which creator Satoshi Nakamoto shared for the first time almost exactly 15 years ago. However, given its provably hard supply cap, it has evolved into more of a store of value. This has long been a driver for Bitcoin investment, especially for those living in regimes with weak currencies. And recently, given mounting uncertainty on the geopolitical stage, even investors in strong currency jurisdictions recognize the asset's role as a potential safe haven 
in that it is not subject to any nation's monetary policy. To a lesser extent, Bitcoin is also a technology play. New use cases leading to new types of adoption are still emerging. The Bitcoin code itself is hard to change, as it should be. That is a big part of the network's decentralization. But you may remember a few weeks ago, I spoke about a proposal that involved additional Bitcoin functionality without requiring a code change. I expect we'll see more of this. Ether, on the other hand, has a different balance. It is mainly a technology play. Ethereum was created to be a more flexible blockchain than Bitcoin, with smart contract functionality and more flexible scalability. It has a vast ecosystem of decentralized finance applications built on top of it. It is the leading blockchain for NFTs and stablecoins, and most of the active Layer 2 blockchains connect to Ethereum. To a lesser extent, Ether is also a store of value. Its supply does not have a hard cap, but it is linked to transaction volumes through the burning of Ether paid in transaction fees. The higher the transaction volume, the more Ether is permanently removed from circulation, and the lower the net increase in supply. Since the transaction fee burn has generally exceeded the new supply entering circulation through validation rewards, for most of this year, net new supply has been negative. So, Bitcoin for now is mainly a store of value with an intriguing technology angle. Ether is an intriguing technology play with a store of value angle. Again, I'm not getting into the technical details of security assurances or use case flexibility. I'm just focusing on the big picture narratives. I will go out on a limb and say that I think the tribalism between Bitcoiners and those that favor Ethereum or other ecosystems misses the bigger point, and that is that all crypto assets, whether they fail or whether they succeed, are representations of experimentation, innovation, and a desire to test new incentives and systems. Let's hope we never get to the stage when we are rooting for some of them to fail or that we refuse to learn from those that do. That's it for today's show. We hope you're finding this format useful. Do reach out and let us know. And don't forget, please, to send in any questions you'd like me to tackle. For more crypto podcasts, check out the Coindesk Podcast Network. You can reach us at podcasts at coindesk.com, follow us, and if you like the show, please leave us a five-star rating on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Markets Daily is produced and edited by Eleanor Paul, with executive production by Jared Schwartz. I'm Noel Acheson for Coindesk. We're back tomorrow with more market news and insights. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.